What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw. And happy Saturday. We got a Slaw Sports Show Saturday again this week. Um, keeping roll- Keep rolling out these episodes every Saturday. Keep you guys informed every single week about what we got going on on the podcast. And uh, we had a really um, another great week in sports this week. Uh, the NBA playoffs is officially in full swing. They're entering now into the second round, and we're going to dip back into the NBA here in the next couple of weeks. Not today's episode uh, for you NBA fans out there, but we'll come back to it um, here shortly once they get closer to the conference finals, and then, of course, the NBA finals will dip back into the NBA. But baseball, MLB as well, rolling uh, very smoothly throughout the season. NHL into the playoffs now, going up towards the semifinals for the NHL. And then the NFL um, had a lot of news this past week, um, a lot of big signings, a lot of key players being released. You know, we had signings of guys like Leonard Fournette and releases of guys like Fournette as well, and also Adrian Peterson with the Washington football team. And then we had a lot of key extensions like Joe Mixon and one coming up uh, for Alvin Kamara and potentially Kenny Galladay as well. So all those breaking news type stuff you can find. Um, on Slaw's Red Zone Report. Um, that's the website we have for the show. Um, the link to that is in the Twitter, at Slaw Sports Show. So you can check out all those breaking news articles as well. Keep showing the channel some love and uh, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and this weekend, actually, um, for today on Saturday, today is the cut-down deadline um, for the NFL. Teams need to submit their final 52-man rosters before they start the season um, next weekend. So we're excited. Uh, football's coming back on the 10th. Uh, that is Thursday. We got the Houston Texans against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, and a rematch from the AFC playoffs. So football is officially coming back this week as well. And, and again, like the last two weeks, we're going to triple dip with today's episode and, and keep talking about the NFL with a lead-up to the season beginning um, on this week, but like I was saying today with the cut down deadline, uh, we saw a lot of key players getting released and a lot of players now going over to the waiver wire, um, which will operate, um, in the same order as the 2019 or 2020, um, NFL draft, that same order. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of players on the move and on this deadline, we also see a lot of key trades as well. So keep an eye on that, um, going in to today or whenever you're listening to this podcast it may have already happened um so keep an eye on those big trades and releases as well but for today's episode we're going to follow a similar um model as we did two episodes ago if you don't remember we um unveiled slaws uh top um top dark horse candidates for the nfl mvp award um so a, a kind of a ranking episode and then last week we you know jumped in with the uh, NFL training camp checked in on some of our favorite rookies and guys who are impressing a lot so far through training camp. Uh, just got a good rookie report on all those guys so far through camp. But today we got a, another ranking episode. Like I was saying, today we're going to be ranking our top 10 breakout NFL players for the 2020 season. Uh, we put a great list together. I'm excited to get into it. Um, and all of these guys, you know, are younger. Uh, younger players, rookies, second-year guys, who I think are really going to jump out and impress the league this year 
and break out in their own role, similarly to what we saw from Lamar Jackson last season. So guys of that caliber, we think can break out, come into the spotlight, and be one of the best players in the league as a whole. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of those guys today. List our top ten and uh, really kind of preview what their season is going to look like going into 2020 for these guys. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it um, with number ten. Number ten, we got T.J. Hawkinson. Um, T.J. Hawkinson is a second-year tight end in, for the Detroit Lions. And TJ Hawkinson, in my opinion, failed to live up to expectations last year during his rookie season. But don't get me wrong, the first game he exploded into the spotlight, having 131 yards and a touchdown in his first game in the NFL. But since that first game, TJ Hawkinson hasn't recorded a 50-yard game for the remainder of the season. And while that may be a huge part in the quarterback play that happened toward the later end and uh, for the Lions season and the injury to Matthew Stafford or just TJ Hawkinson just failing to live up to the expectations. I think he has a bounce back year this year and becomes a breakout candidate for the Detroit Lions. I mean, this guy was an eighth overall pick in the 2019 draft, and he was drafted there for a reason. Um, this guy is, has huge size, great athleticism at the tight end position. And if he can stay healthy and get enough targets, this guy could make could make all those pieces work and be a really dominant player on that Lions offense. And, you know, coming out of the draft, people were already, you know, comparing him to Rob Gronkowski, one of the greatest of all time at the tight end position. That's a lot of huge comparison and expectation to live up to in your rookie year. And I think TJ Hawkinson struggled with that early on um, or later on in his rookie year. Uh, but for this year, um, I think TJ Hawkinson, like I said, has a huge bounce back year. Um, I think the talent is still there. Um, he's one of the more you know athletic and talented guys at the tight end position, in my opinion. And he's got a healthy quarterback coming back with Matthew Stafford. And a healthy Matthew Stafford means that the Detroit Lions are really going to find a way to throw the ball downfield, get the ball into the hands of some of their playmakers, and really showcase that big arm of Matthew Stafford. And I think Hawkinson in the middle of the field is going to be a huge reason um, for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's comeback and progression in this season uh, from his injury last year, um, but also that ability in that middle of the field in the flats and the run game is going to help Hawkinson really show um, his characteristics that had him highly valued coming out of last year's draft and really help him break out into the scene this year. Uh, so that's why we got him on the list at coming in at number 10. Um, at number nine, we have Taylor Rapp. Uh, Taylor Rapp is a safety for the L.A. Rams. Um, last year, he was the third safety on their depth chart, but actually emerged to be one of the stars on their defense in what seemed like a down year for the Rams. Uh, Taylor Rapp had 100 tackles, two interceptions, eight pass, um, pass, block, or pass knockdowns, and also had a touchdown on one of those interceptions. So Taylor Rapp's a really key guy for that defense who can come in and play in the box, um, really get those tackles like we saw last year, having um, you know triple-digit tackles, and also the interceptions as well, um, being a real ball hawk back in the secondary. And a real reason I got Taylor Rapp on here um, for my breakout as one of my breakout players for this season is the fact that two safeties left from the L.A. Rams defense this offseason, including Eric Waddell. So what that means for Taylor is that he is now entering um, into this season as the head safety of that defense. He's the number one guy 
He's going to get a lot more opportunities to showcase what he's made of this season. And during the offseason, Taylor Rapp had a tremendous offseason. This guy really worked on his mental mental toughness the entire offseason long. And, you know, he um, showed out his workout plan for the offseason. This guy was biking 125 miles, swimming 1.25 miles, running three miles, and hiking four miles a day. This guy really worked on his mental toughness and his uh, worked on his mental toughness and worked on his ability to really stay in shape during this offseason and, and honestly get into better shape. Being able being able to do all that is incredible. So Taylor Rapp has a huge chance this year uh, with what he's done in the offseason, really working on um, his mental toughness, and then um, of course getting the opportunities now being the number one safety for this Rams defense. And, of course, his elite versatility and coverage and the ability, like we said, to play in the box is all recipes for Taylor Rapp to have a great season this year for the L.A. Rams and help that team get back to one of the top teams in the NFC West. So him on the back end, Aaron Donald in the front, um, two guys who really um, are looking to shine this year for that Rams defense, like always, um, with Aaron Donald. But Taylor Rapp's definitely a guy I see breaking out this year on that Rams defense and really helping it. Um, come back in their division and then in the conference as well in the NFC. So if the Rams want to have a good year this year, Taylor Rapp's going to be a huge guy who needs to step up and have a real breakout year on that defense. And I think with all with all that we said about him, um, I really expect that to happen. I'm expecting good things this year for Taylor Rapp and that LA Rams defense. So next player we got coming in at number eight, uh, we got our first running back. Um, coming in as our breakout player and this one's actually a rookie um, and not one of the big names that we've seen coming out of the NFL draft like Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor uh, we actually got Antonio Gibson uh, the running back for the Washington football team and this guy if you never watched him in college or so far through training camp um, he's getting a lot of comparisons to Christian McCaffrey um, because of his ability to be just an all-around straight dominant offensive weapon he's not just a running back this guy in college was running seam routes downfield like a wide receiver burning defenses blowing the tops off the defenses downfield and also being able to come back into the backfield and pound and ground um pound and ground uh the ball as well at the running back position so this guy is a huge offensive weapon getting comparisons to christian mccaffrey is just incredible in your rookie year at running back and another reason why we got him on the breakout players list is because Adrian Peterson, uh, the future Hall of Famer and running back for the Washington football team, was released this week and due in part to the play of Antonio Gibson and second-year running back Bryce Love through training camp. So Antonio Gibson has really been showing out this year, um, already early on into his rookie season. And if he can continue what he's done so far through training camp into the regular season, uh, Washington has a huge player on their offense and a guy who's really kind of flying under the radar so far. So fantasy uh, gurus out there, if you don't have Antonio Gibson, if he went undrafted, uh, which in my opinion would be unlikely, or you have a draft still coming up, definitely target Antonio Gibson. This guy's this guy is a guy who I think can get a lot of targets and have a lot of volume in this offense. Um, as, the, as the weeks progress, I think he can get more and more of a workload. It's a guy we talked about last week on our rookie report, but Antonio Gibson's definitely a guy who I can see quickly, you know, snatching the reins at the running back position for Washington this year. 
and has a real shot um, to have a great year with in terms of targets and his ability to come out of the backfield, run. Um, they can put him, you know, at wide receiver. They can put him at slot. They can really do whatever they want to. And Ron Rivera, who last year did this with Christian McCaffrey, knows what he has now in, with Antonio Gibson. Knows how to work him into the, the offense in all sorts in all sorts of ways and fashions. So I'm really excited to see how Rivera really works Gibson into this football team's offense this year. And of course, see how well he can perform with all the targets and workload that I think he will, that I predict um, he will get this season. So Antonio Gibson, I think, can really have a break breakout year this year as well. So our next guy at number seven, you got our first wide receiver, um, uh, first wide receiver on our list uh, coming in as a breakout player. We got Deontay Johnson. Wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, currently, he's listed as wide receiver two um, behind Juju Smith-Schuster. But if you don't know much about this guy, you need to really look into him. I really like Dante Johnson coming in uh, this season. Last year, as a rookie, he led all rookies in receptions and missed tackles. So this guy is a threat with the ball in his hands. And by the looks of it, he was getting the ball often. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, was dealing with the injury last year, which really push Johnson into the spotlight. Um, but if he can continue on that path this year, this guy can really be a breakout guy, in my opinion. Um, during the offseason, he worked hard on his route running ability and being able to develop those soft hands that are really coveted at the wide receiver position. So he worked hard on those two factors. Um, so I'm seeing a lot more receptions and a lot more targets coming his way in 2020. And another thing with the Steelers, they got the return of Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. So Dante Johnson was doing all this with, you know, no stability pretty much at quarterback, um, you know, with Rudolph and, of course, Duck Hodges being his quarterbacks last season, still being able to do this, um, to do all that last season, to tell you everything you need to know about Johnson coming into this year. And the Steelers will have a, you know, pretty much a loaded young core at wide receiver with Juju Smith-Schuster, Johnson, and then rookie Chase Claypool. So ben, Big Ben coming back is going to be huge for this offense, being able to distribute the ball to all those guys. But from what history has shown with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the wide receiver number two is the guy who really breaks out and um, and gets the most workload share and the guy who really dominates in this offensive scheme. And of course, you know, what I'm kind of alluding to is back when they had Antonio Brown with that final season and Juju Smith-Schuster's rookie year. That's when Juju broke out and the next year became the, the number one wide receiver for that offense. Uh, I'm not saying I see the same thing happening with Juju like happened with Antonio, but I'm seeing the, hap the same thing happening with Johnson being able to break out this year as that wide receiver number two. Uh, I think Juju's going to take a lot of the heat from the defense um, this year, so Johnson will have um, a lot of easy coverages thrown his way, and being able to work on that route running in hands like we saw this offseason is going to be huge for him to win those battles. Um, at that wide receiver two position. So I think he has a breakout year this year. And one of the guys at the wide receiver position to definitely keep your eye on going into this season. So coming at number six, we got our second running back on our breakout players of 2020 list. We got Miles Sanders, the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Miles Sanders really had his breakout moment late last year, his rookie year, uh, really came onto the scene. Um, in those final stretches, the final stretch of the season, this guy had 502 yards from weeks 13 to week 16. Uh, really put everything on full display late last year, 
And I think he continues on that pace this season and really breaks out to be one of those guys um, who has the potential to lead the league in rushing. And like Peter Schrager said on Good Morning Football, he kind of said the same thing about Miles Sanders. He said this guy can lead the league in rushing yards and also lead the league in scrimmage yards as well. That's what kind of ability Miles Sanders has going into this season with the Philadelphia Eagles offense and the ways they're going to implement um, you know, passing the ball around and also getting him carries as well. And last year he was battling with tar- um, battling for targets and battling for reps with Jordan Howard. Uh, this year that's not the case. Jordan Howard is no longer with the Eagles, so Miles Sanders is the clear and definite running back for this offense. They got Boston Scott behind them, but it's not looking like we're going to see uh, – very many reps or you know percentage workloads with the offense from Boston Scott. So this is Miles Sanders' job going into this season. He's the lone back um, in that backfield and will be pretty much the workhorse number one guy for this offense. And from what we've seen from him last year, um, with what he was able to do with the workload and targets that he was getting last year, being able to up the ante on those targets this year will definitely help Miles Sanders um, boost those stats into this season and continue on from that dominant pace he set late last year, really pick up in stride from what he was able to accomplish late in the season and keep the legs running this year as well. I mean, this is a guy who had 8.2 yards per target in 2019. Bump those targets up, keep that same you know average yards per target. This guy's going to have a huge year in 2020, in my opinion. And, you know, like Peter Schrager, I mentioned was saying this guy has a huge potential to be one of the guys who leads the league in yards and scrimmage yards this season. So really keep an eye on Miles Sanders. He's going to blow out onto the scene this year. Really glad I got him in my fantasy league. Really excited to see what he can do over in the city of brotherly love as well. So next we got another defensive player coming in at number five on Slaw's top 10 uh, breakout players of this season. We got Brian Burns the second-year defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. And Brian Burns, his rookie year, he had a great uh, rookie year, in my opinion, recorded seven and a half sacks. He had six quarterback hits. And all of that with only seeing 43% of the defensive snaps. So not that much. um, He didn't have that much playing time last year as a rookie. But when he was on the field, he made it count. And so far, what we've seen through training camp is saying that Brian Burns is going to enter into the season as being one of the starting def- as the starting defensive end for this Panthers defense, who has had a complete revamp this offseason uh, from what they were last year. But Brian Burns will be a full time starter this year, um, and if he continue, if he can keep um, keep up the pace of what he was setting last year with his limited reps, uh, like we said with Miles Sanders. Um, with those limited reps, having the increased reps this year, continue on that pace is a set and recipe for a monster year for Brian Burns. And he also has first-round pick Derrick Brown, um, the monster defensive tackle. They were able to acquire him in the first round to you know put him next to Brian Burns um, on that defensive line. And they also brought in Phil Snow as a, the new defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers and then head coach Matt Rule as well. So a lot of new things coming out of Carolina for that defense. But Brian Burns, I think, will really shine into the spotlight this year for that unit. And, you know, this year he's up to 255 pounds. And he's really impressed um, impressed me so far in what he's been able to accomplish 
in training camp working on his run defense as well as the pass rush that he showed last year. Um, but he's really been able to improve on that run defense that kind of struggled uh, last year um, whenever he was on the field. But another thing with Brian Burns is he has the Julius Peppers seal of approval, um, the lead, the sack all-time sack leader for the Carolina Panthers. Julius Peppers gave him the seal of approval to be the guy to chase that record. So Brian Burns now has all of the expectations of a franchise legend and now all the reps and be able to be a full-time starter and continue on from what he did his rookie year. Uh, so it's a kind of common trend on our breakout list, these second-year guys being able to improve on what they did their rookie year um, with their newfound opportunities this season. But Brian Burns is a guy who I really think can blow out the water this year on that defensive line for the Panthers. They have a stacked defensive line, but I think Brian Burns is going to be the guy to really shine on top for that unit going into this season. And up next at number four, we got another defensive lineman. We got Jeffrey Simmons, um, and again, another second-year player. And he is a second um, – he's a defensive lineman, pardon me, for the Tennessee Titans. And if you don't know much about Jeffrey Simmons, that's because he was dealing with an ACL injury that kept him out pretty much the entire year last year. He came on the scene late in the year and finally was officially uh, healthy and promoted up to the active roster but when he was um when he finally got time late in the season jeffrey simmons led rookies in percentage of tackles for a loss so he was getting to the ball quickly in the backfield and being able to uh, make those tackles for a loss which is a huge thing to do in the inside at the inside defensive line position is being able to disrupt the line of scrimmage and get into that backfield and get the ball down uh, so jeffrey simmons really impressed with what we saw from him last year when he was finally healthy and ready to go. And this year, more of the same. He's going to be fully healthy now. And Jeffrey Simmons is a beast. Um, his length, his size, his athleticism, all that stuff. I mean, this guy was locked for to be a top 10 pick in the draft last year. But he slid down to about 19 with that ACL injury. And just sitting there, the Tennessee Titans had to snag him. This guy is a freak athlete on the interior of the defensive line. And having him this year is going to be a huge addition to that Titans defensive line. I mean, if you look at um, the training camp from the Titans, a couple of days ago, there was a play where Jeffrey Simmons ran down a ball carrier down the sideline, starting out on the interior of the defensive line, remember, going uh, down the sideline, ran him down, made the tackle. They clocked him in at 18 miles per hour running down the sideline. And if, if you don't think that's impressive yet, Jeffrey Simmons is 315 pounds as a defensive lineman. That is 315 pounds of brute force, pure athleticism, running 18 miles an hour down the sideline and ran down the ball carrier and made a tackle. If that's not impressive, I don't know what is. Jeffrey Simmons is locked for a huge monster year this year, in my opinion. He's healthy. He's ready to go and ready to show why um, teams really made a mistake by not drafting him last year despite his injury. This guy is really going to explode onto the season this year. And like I said, prove all those teams wrong that draft that didn't draft him. Um, Tennessee had a huge selection with Jeffrey Simmons, and it's really going to pay off this year, in my opinion. 
Um, this guy is one of the better athletes that we've seen in the league last year. And this year, Jeffrey Simmons, your time is now. Be a wreck, um, be a dominating wrecking ball in that middle of that defensive line for the Titans this year and show what you're made of and go out and have a good year as well. So now we're up to the top three of Slaw's top 10 breakout players for 2020. And we're going to kick off the top three at number three with another rookie. We're going to go with wide receiver Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is a personal favorite rookie wide receiver of mine. And I think he's being constantly overlooked um, in regards to some of these rookie wide receivers that we've seen from this legendary wide receiver draft. This guy's the 11th wide receiver taken off the board. But like I said, he's my personal favorite. This guy is 6'1", 200 pounds, and in his in his time at Florida, he had 10 drops on 268 targets. So when the ball comes his way, he uses his size, his frame, and his uh, large hands to catch the ball. Um, and he's a huge possession guy. He's catching anything that comes his way pretty much. Um, but with Van Jefferson, the issue kind of going into this season is that he's he will be the wide receiver three for that Rams offense behind Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. It's looking like he's going to beat out Josh Reynolds for that wide, re- wide receiver three spot so far, and rightfully so. I mean, Aaron Donald himself said that um, when asked who has, been, who has been the most standout guy in camp so far, he said the wide receiver in 12, talking about rookie Van Jefferson. This guy is just an absolute beast already so far um, in training camp, and this guy will definitely get – Um, A lot of workload and a lot of targets from Jared Goff um, throughout the season, in my opinion. Maybe not early on. I think um, definitely Cooper Cuff and Robert Woods will get their fair share of targets. But Van Jefferson will be able to absolutely dominate later uh, toward the middle part of the season and be um, demanding targets from Jared Goff. Van Jefferson, so far through training camp, he's been winning outside, using his frame, using his large frame to get the better of defenders and one-on-one matchups on the outside. He's using the leverage on the inside, and he's also being able to recognize coverages and be able to sit in the holes and gaps around the middle of the field. This guy, he knows football. Um, his dad is a coach for the uh, former coach for the Jets or maybe still be a coach for the Jets, but either way, he's had football in his blood his entire life. He knows the game of football. And Sean McVay is very impressed with how much he really just knows about football and about the position as well. And so far through training camp, the team has been raving about Van Jefferson and really needs to stop. He really needs to stop being overlooked um, by a lot of these, by a lot of people um, when they're looking at this wide receiver class. Van Jefferson, like I said, my personal favorite this year. Um, And another thing I want to mention so far through training camp, he's had a lot of great releases as well coming in and out of cuts, and really been able to stretch the field, which is a huge addition for the Rams offense, who lost Brandon Cooks last year, who was their main deep threat guy, being able to stretch the field with his speed. Now now they're replacing that with Van Jefferson, who is a great route runner and has the great um, a great frame, like I said, and working on those releases is going to be key. It's you know the style of play we see from Devontae Adams over for the Green Bay Packers. You know, great frame great size. Uh, He wins the outside one-on-one balls, has great releases off the line of scrimmage, and has a high football IQ. So that's my comparison I'm giving you for Van Jefferson. He's the Devontae Adams type guy at the wide receiver position this year. 
and he's going to have a huge year for the Rams and that offense. You know, we talked about the Rams defense with Taylor Rapp. Now we're talking about their offense with Van Jefferson. Two guys for the Rams who I think will have breakout years and be a huge reason for their continued success um, and bounce back here, of course, going on into this season. So now we're entering our final two players for Slaw's top 10 breakout players of the NFL season this year. And coming in at number two, we got another defensive end and another second year guy. And we got Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, Jacksonville doesn't seem like a place that have a breakout player this year, especially with what they've done so far um, through the offseason. Definitely looking like a team who's not really going to try to perform this year. Looking like a team who's definitely trying to tank for Trevor. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, of course, from Clemson. And uh, try to rebuild with um, him as a franchise guy. That's what it's starting to look like. And we can't be for certain here. Um, teams, uh, you know, Usually do not intentionally try to tank. Um, well, from what we've seen from Jacksonville this offseason, that's definitely looking like the case. But Josh Allen, in my opinion, may be the lone bright spot for this team going into this season. Josh Allen was a Pro Bowl defensive end last year as a rookie. He led all rookies with 10 and a half sacks. Um, that includes guys like Nick Boza, Montez Sweat, Max Crosby, all those great, um, you know, Brian Burns, all those rookies. Uh, rookie pass rushers from last year. He had 44 tackles, two forced fumbles. This guy was a huge, um, huge dominant guy for the Jacksonville defense last year. And I think he, um, he's going to have a huge role this year from what they've seen or from what we've seen from Jacksonville this offseason. Moving on from Calais Campbell and Yannick and Gakwe, trading both guys from their defensive line. That's gonna get, that's gonna give Josh Allen a lot more opportunities to really showcase um, his abilities on that defensive line, and it's looking like this year for Jacksonville, their defense will run more of a three-four look um, on defense, which will mean more pass rushing opportunities and more uh, defense alignment on the field, which means that there will be a lot less double teams on Josh Allen going into the season, a lot more one-on-one work, which will give him a a lot more opportunities to straight dominate on that defensive line. And also with their offense, you know, moving on from Leonard Fournette, um, it's looking like the defense might be on the field a lot more than their offense uh, this season for Jacksonville, which again, more opportunities for Josh Allen to show why he was one of the better defensive ends um, as a rookie last year. You know, give Joey or give Nick Bosa um, his credit. He had a great rookie year. But Josh Allen is a guy who I really looked at more than Nick Bosa throughout the year last year. And he impressed me a lot more than Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa we knew as a guy who would really dominate um, as the defensive end and be you know the huge standalone defensive player uh, from that rookie class like he was. But Josh Allen's a guy who really um, was sliding under the radar early on, exploded onto the scene, got the Pro Bowl nod uh, with Nick Bosa as well. Um, but Josh Allen this year, again, like all these breakout players, has all the opportunities in place this year to really break out this season. And it's something I'm going to see from Josh Allen. I think he's going to have another 10 to 15 sack season again this year. Um, you can just go ahead and write that down now. Josh Allen's going to have a great year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, a team is not looking like they're going to have a great year. But Josh Allen will be the lone spotlight on that team, in my opinion. And finally, we got our number one player 
um, and Slaw's top 100 breakout players for the NFL this year. And our number one guy, we'll give a give a drum roll, is Marquise Hollywood Brown, the wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, Hollywood had a solid rookie year last year. 46 receptions for 584 yards and seven touchdowns. The guy was averaging 12 yards um, 12 yards per target, 12 yards per reception. This guy was a huge down downfield threat for the best offense in the league last year um, with the Baltimore Ravens. And the reason I think he's going to break out this year is simple. This offseason, Marquise Brown was able to pack on 23 pounds of straight muscle, uh, moving his size from 157 pounds to 180 pounds. This guy really bulked up this offseason and is looking a lot more physical and a lot more uh, and a lot bigger going into this season, going into his second year. And another key thing with packing on that weight for a guy who was, you know, kind of a smaller guy on a huge speed burner last year, he packed on the 23 pounds. Immediately, the coaches got him onto the turf, got the radar out there, clocked him clocked in at the exact same speed last year, which had him as one of the top five fastest players in the NFL at the wider or in the NFL and of course at the wider wider receiver position as well. Up there with the likes of Tyreek Hill in terms of on field speed. Hollywood Brown's a burner. Being able to pack on twenty three pounds of muscle and still stay at that level of speed is insane in my opinion. And you know Hollywood Brown's physical trainer said that he's going to be one of the best and one of the fastest wide receivers in the league this season. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I have huge expectations for Hollywood Brown going into this season. And I mean, this is a guy in the combine who ran a 4 3 3 40 last year. And on the field, it's faster than that. This guy's lightning quick. Being able to pack on that size will give him a huge advantage and being able to uh, really be more physical. Um, when the football is in the air and you know Marquise Brown says he's going to look he's going to look into focus more on the big plays this year um he was uh worried about his feet uh, had a couple of uh, foot issues later in the season last year um he's got that worked out now and this year looking really to make sure that he can be one of the one of the playmakers in this young and explosive offense in Baltimore and i really expect him to make a huge second year leap this year and really help Lamar Jackson improve as a passer. Um, he showed it last year that he can be a dominant running, uh, a dominant rusher for that offense. It was one of the top um, guys in terms of rushing yards in the NFL, and an offense who broke um, the all-time rushing yard record as a team last year. But this year, I want to see Lamar Jackson improve as a passer. And from what we've seen from Marquise Brown so far, he's going to be a huge reason for that improvement from Lamar Jackson. So I think Marquise Brown is going to have a huge monster year in the NFL this year. He's going to be the breakout player of the year, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, like I said, he's expected to be one of the best wide receivers and one of the fastest wide receivers. Um, this guy is really going to be able to compete with a guy like Tyreek Hill. And I really think Marquise Brown is going to break out into the fold and be one of the top 10 wide receivers in the league this season. Um, this guy has. Again, everything laid out in front of him. Um, really took a huge advantage of the uh, of his first off season, first full off off season um, with the team after his rookie year. 
So Marquise Hollywood Brown, you're going to continue to shine uh, this year and bring that Hollywood nickname into the fold. And you're going to be a huge recognized name in the league after this season, in my opinion. Um, So Hollywood Brown is my top guy for the breakout players of 2020 in the NFL. And um, that's all we got. Um, That's our top 10 list. Um, If you don't agree or do agree uh, with any of these picks, uh, please reach out to me on Twitter. I'd be happy to talk about some of these guys. Um, and I'd be happy to talk about football in general with anyone um, who wants to come talk. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Small Sports Show. But again, this is my top 10 list for breakout players in the NFL. We got TJ Hawkinson, Taylor Rapp, Antonio Gibson, Deontay Johnson, Miles Sanders, Brian Burns, Jeffrey Simmons, Van Jefferson, Josh Allen and Marquise Hollywood Brown. So that's all we have for today's episode. Just want to give our top 10 players, breakout players of the season another ranking episode before the season starts on Thursday. We're excited. Football's back. Um, episode or Podcast episodes rolling out every week. Exciting time here in the world of sports and on the Saw Sports Show. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, go back and check out some of our other ones. Um, a lot of great content with our other episodes and again reach out to me on twitter as well love to hear from the fans uh love to reach out to anybody uh, who wants to talk football basketball baseball anything you want to talk about uh, come see me on twitter at slaw sports show and again like i said at the beginning of the episode uh, we got slaw's red zone report um we got the link to that in our twitter bio as well to check out some breaking news and breaking articles uh written by your yours truly as well Um, But again, that's all we have for today's episode. So thank you again for joining and listening to this week's episode of the Slaw Sports Show. And until next Saturday, we'll see you next time. Have a good week and peace.